Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Voices of Rollaround. This is your host, Anthony Perez, with um, my fellow co-host, and we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Running for the second time, my name is Felix Furry. Uh, I am a specialist on this team. I'm excited to be here. You're a specialist of what, Felix? Just general knowledge. General, all right, all right. He's our librarian. He's our lore keeper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just knows a little bit about everything. But yeah. So I'd say too much. Today, we will be talking about hometowns and the culture we grew up in, or like surrounding in general, like maybe geography or like activities that our hometown does and like the culture shocks some people could experience. Cause I know down here I have had friends who moved away from the town to go to college and they said the, the culture shock, like really just shook them to the core. And to start off, I want to give an example of that is in Hispanic culture, when we greet people, we go up to them, if it's a man, we shake their hands. But if it's a woman, both parties give each other a kiss on the cheek, but with their cheek. Like, I don't know how to explain that better, but it's like our cheeks make contact and we make that kissing sound. That's how we do each other. So if you're a woman, it's the kiss. If you're a man, it's the kiss to a woman, but then handshake to a man. Is and it more, I know. Hmm? Is it more common in like older generations now than it is in the younger Hispanic generation? Um, definitely yes, but um, with your friends, you do that as well, or just like plain wave. But yeah, it's a lot more common in the older older generation. Like my mom's generation, it starts there. And, like, older than that. But, yeah, it is less common in our younger ones. Um, I know up north and just outside of South Florida, a lot of people don't do that for obvious reasons. That's not how they do it. And my Cuban friends did that by accident, and they were, like, pushed away because, obviously, it's pushing boundaries. But it was by accident because that's just how we grew up. Yeah, it Um, seems like a lot of, like... uh introductory gestures in America seem to be very distant rather than more affectionate. Every note, like yeah. handshakes are cold and greetings are, you try to minimize them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, that's definitely what I noticed too, that in our culture down here, we actually like care about people's days because a lot of people just do it as a greeting where they say like, oh, how was today? And then some people don't even answer that up north i've noticed but down here like you would have a conversation with like the waitress or the receptionist so um it might just be my culture but like we're definitely a lot more like hospitable is that the word to each other yeah 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 um another example of the culture shock would just be like the music because I know up north, y'all do not listen to Bad Bunny or Ozuna or any of that. It's more like 
particular country or like rock. I don't know what it is. Yeah. A lot of rock, too. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. It's in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I just noticed is accents as well. Um, I don't know if y'all hear it, but I have a fat Miami accent, I've been told. And the way that we talk, we use a lot of like, <laughs> which I know that both of y'all know. I love that as a hold on me, a grip. But we use a lot of like, we make up words like irregardless instead of regardless. We put the IR for some reason. Um, we've been making up words on the spot as well. And we use super a lot. It's like, oh my god, that's super cute. Or, oh my god, that's super nasty. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what other phrases you guys say that. I know there's phrases that you guys have said because sometimes when we're talking, I'm like, what does that mean? And y'all would ask me, like, <laughs> oh... How have you never heard that? Like, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it is weird because we all live on different points of the United States, so it's a lot of our slang and whatnot doesn't intersect one another often enough. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> us call them like a uh, soda pop. Yeah, we don't do that. Reese's. <laughs> Reese's, Reese's, that is a that is an Ohio and uh Pittsburghese right there. That's so irritating. Reese's, Reese's, Reese's. I don't know how yeah. that became a thing, but like everyone here calls Reese's Reese's. You don't call it Reese's poofs. You call it Reese's puffs. <laughs> no, you call it Reese's Reese's puffs. Reese's, I don't know. How, I don't know how that became a thing, but yeah. Um, um, a lot of people here say like "worsh" too, or like "crick." A lot of people here say "crick." What is that? Creek. Oh, <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I hear you get a lot of like. If you get into the older population in Minnesota, you get a lot of people that speak um, like stereotypical Minnesotan. More like that. You, oh, you betcha. You yeah. Yeah. You, you want <laughs> your mom speaks like that. Yeah. And your mom does speak like that. <laughs> I feel like it's like like a embedded gene in people because you don't you don't sound like it when you're younger, but the minute you hit like sixty, it starts kicking in. Um, it's a recessive we, recessive gene. We say op a lot, like ope. Oh yep. Yep. We're gonna stop that. Slide past you. Yeah, we, we say oh. a lot. Anytime you do anything to someone, that's just a go-to word. Or, oh, let me just squeeze right past you. That kind of stuff. Oh, you say oh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. O-P. I, I say oop. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. for some um, reason Midwesterns like to say oh. How yeah, is casserole. the... Is that a thing? The what? I thought that I, we call I, that it was just called casserole. Oh, we call it casserole. Yum. Some people call I've heard hot dish before, I think. But we usually say casserole. 
and yeah it's like not even language too it's um you could tell like with um specific gestures and whatnot that we do things that we want to talk about in conversations it's a lot different between cultures like here we we try to minimize as much talk as possible when it comes to political talk stuff that is deemed offensive i don't i don't know how that changes with where you guys are or that stays the same um, um yeah people don't really talk about politics around here very much uh people i feel like people especially in like the northwest tend to be like not good with like confrontation or anything like that so they tend to stay away from anything that like could possibly like be confrontational or like anything that someone could disagree with you i feel like a lot of midwesterners just like keep away from that and just stick to very very like the most basic ple pleasantries you can imagine yeah so that's actually something interesting i have not thought of but yes we do um we do have those things where we don't talk about but down here, the political atmosphere down here is a lot of Republicans because um, mm. our demographic down here is a lot of Cuban and they have had negative experiences with a like dictatorship that ran off uh, socialism. Yeah, they, so, they think uh, Democrats are just going to be like Castro. Yeah, they have not had a fun time with that and um a lot of time they tend to not want to talk about that stuff and a part of me is because I feel like they would lose a lot of friends because just in the last few years um a lot of politics have been in the conversation because the election the protests and all that and I've noticed a lot of the Republicans that I would have on my social media, they would like post on a story saying, oh, I don't care what side you're on. It's like they don't care to talk about it enough. I've had people say like, um, oh, let's not politicize this and all that stuff. It's like they don't want to talk about it, kind of. So, yeah. I have had that. Um, what else? Landscape-wise? Not landscape, like, geographically. Obviously, Miami is a lot different than, like, Ohio or Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Because when you guys always tell me and bash on me for how cold I say <laughs> it is because yeah. it reaches the low 70s, it gets cold for me. I mean, feel like you're over here in uh, 20, negative 20 degree weather. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota always gets that, like, we call it the January cold snap, because it's all, it's every single year, there's just an entire week of where it hits negative 20 degree uh, wind chills. You oh, go wow. outside, you get you get frostbite in, like, 10 minutes. It's not even, mm -hmm. it's not funny. Like, I can't imagine it being 50 degrees in the summer. Like, that's just out of this world. Yeah, so like my my part of Ohio is really kind of weird because we're actually caught in between like three different jet streams. 
So we get the most random ass weather you can imagine. Because it's coming from three different directions for some god awful reason. So we'll Maybe go. That's why no one lives in Ohio. <laughs> that's why no one lives in this specific, very specific area in Ohio that's Youngstown. But it'll go from being like um the one day it literally went from being like 30 degrees to 80 degrees in one day. And I'm like, why? What? How do you dress for that? Lots of layers. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Or like, we'll have a lot, like our weather is never right on our stuff because it's really unpredictable. So it's kind of like, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta guess what's gonna be like for the most part. Don't plan stuff too far in advance. It's gonna be outside. See, I can't imagine living in that unpredictable state. Jeez. I yeah. cannot deal with all that. Like, I don't know how y'all do it because I'd rather be. Well, I want to say I'd rather be sweating, but I really wouldn't. I'd rather be like in the sun with a pretty sky than like freezing. And all I see is like snow. And I haven't seen snow, but I'm it's pretty sure special. I'd get bored of it real quick. It. I think if you grow up here, it's a lot easier because you're kind of already used to the whole routine. It's nothing new. Um, but like, obviously, there's shit down there that we couldn't deal with. Like, I wouldn't want to be in 101 degree weather forever. That sounds like torture. Yeah, so, like, um, you're saying about sun. Like, we do not get a lot of sun. We're one of, I think, the lowest, like, areas for like average sunny days per year we're at like 160 days of well, average like it? sunny days a year the average for the u.s is 205 ours is 160 Oops. yeah no. and most days um, still have some clouds the the weather is mainly consistent it's pretty sunny Usually around the 80s, high 70s for the most part. Rains at 2 um, p.m. every day. It rains a lot. And Hurricanes. it's kind of predictable. And that's, that's a terrifying thought, is like just having hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely scary. Although that's another thing. You guys tornadoes. have tornadoes. I am afraid <laughs> of tornadoes. Yeah, but you Felix really get getting his house city. ripped apart a week or two ago. Like, that's probably the first tornado that we've had here in, like, 20 years. It's, we it's a long had, time. We, the last, like, really bad one we had here was back in, like, 85. And it was an F5. Like, it was a really, really bad tornado. But we haven't had, like, a super bad one since then. Just here and there. Yeah, no. I think every state you live in, you kind of have to deal with, like, that that extreme weather event, like in California, it's droughts or earthquakes and, mm -hmm. you know, Wild northern fires. states, it's snow, southern states, it's hurricanes. Yeah. Well, really, um, any coastal state, it's her, it's um, a hurricane or tsunami. Depending uh, on the yeah, coast. I guess. Tsunami more on the west coast, I will say. Yeah. Usually in California, but... Luckily, thank God, we have not had tsunamis over here because 
I don't know how flooded would you be, honestly. Like, um, I don't know if y'all have ever been to the beach in Florida, but yeah, the second you like, if you're on a street, the street is like maybe a hundred feet from the uh from the beach, but they're only like it's only like less than ten feet of a difference of height. Sometimes it's like six in terms of height from the street to the water. Like it is very it is very flat. Yeah. So Close I don't the know. Ground. How tsunami. You guys are literally a pancake. Mm-hmm. We're actually pretty flat too. Because uh we had those uh glaciers come down when all that was happening, you know, thousands of years ago, whatever. And um flattened mm-hmm. out like 90% of Ohio. And then, you know, created Lake Erie and all that fun shit. Which, fun fact, is one of the, like, most hostile lakes there is. Some people say it's more dangerous to sail in Lake Erie than it is in the actual ocean. That's first. This is Ohio. I can't remember. There's, like, a ridiculous amount of shipwrecks in it. Yeah, that sounds insane. Um, two thousand plus shipwrecks in Lake Erie. One of the most, geez. one of the highest um concentration of them in the world. My God, I go swimming in that lake. Ew! What? what? Oh it's shit! That lake now. probably has the net. Nah, it's cleaned up now. Well, not from the ships, but, like, they cleaned up all the chemicals out of it. They don't dump, dump shit in there anymore. Now, the Mahonan River, now that, you don't want to swim in that. That actually has fishes with two heads. No lie. Like, you're not even allowed to go fishing in it. It's so polluted. From like all the steel mills, because you have to think. So I'm from Youngstown. I we're right in the middle of the steel belt. All of the cities that are around here were all built around steel mills, and they all went into the Mahoning River to like get rid of their waste. The river actually caught fire. Back maybe the nineties caught fire. River catching fire is not great. See, yeah, no, we don't have that. We don't have any of that. <laughs> we have the Bermuda Triangle, but that's um, about it for that. And then culture-wise, around here, it's actually kind of interesting because we have a lot of different, um, mostly European cultures around here. We have a lot of... Um, People used to call us like like um, way back in the day, way back in like the, when the seal mills and everything were rolling. They used to call this place like um, Little New York because you had like your different like areas of different nationalities, like the Italians and the Irish and all that. Because a lot of people immigrated here to work on work with the steel mills. We also had a lot of mobsters, and we still do. So we're halfway, we're perfect halfway point between New York and Chicago. So a lot of the mobsters would end up actually keeping their families here because 
you know, when they were going in between the two places, they'd be able to stop in Youngstown and see him. Mm -hmm. Um, this led to obviously a lot of violence between them and all that fun stuff. So they used to dump bodies and stuff down in the Mahoning River a lot. Um, as well, a lot of stuff down there. Um, but they would also like for a long time we were actually known as um, Car Bomb USA because they would do a ridiculous amount of like car bombs and house bombs stuff like that with people. Mm hmm. It's not as bad now. Most of the mobsters at this point like are gone by the ways, but arrested stuff like that. Um. But they were everywhere. They actually just arrested one, like, last year. That owned, like, a bunch of properties. It was kind of crazy, but... My grandma was actually uh, a house, like, a midwife person, so she would help deliver babies. And mm -hmm. um, one of the people that she had to go help was uh, one of the enforcers for the mob. So she, like, walked in, looked over to the side... He just had a wall that was just full of, like, different weapons and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, God, I hope this goes right. My great-grandma. <laughs> but they are everywhere, and they were not afraid to uh, have it all out in the open that they were a mobster here. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of violent crime. Yeah, now it's yeah. just mostly, like, gangs. Like, we had... 12 shootings here in 24 hours, like a week or two ago. All of um, the normal. Yeah, well, it's basically just two rival gangs fighting each other right now. I guess one of them killed like this like 19 year old girl or something, and now they're fighting, and now there's just a bunch of shootings all over the city. And Ohio is going to uh, that you don't have a, need a license to conceal and carry. It's great. Um, I'm not sure about, I mean, no, I won't talk about that just because I just don't know too much about it, but how are your hometowns and like the entertainment vibe? I guess. It's just the entertainment scene. Because at least down here, honestly, when you come to Miami, you're going to party. There's like a billion clubs down here. Mm -hmm. Wynwood is a hot place for that. It's like the party town. Um, It's an art district too, so you could walk around and just look at all the murals. Very pretty. Would suggest that if you ever come down here. But there's a lot of party in the weekends, there's a lot of clubbing, the beaches are right next to the clubs, like if you're in Miami, you'll be happy I don't know how that is over there in Minnesota and Ohio but at least here, it, you know Minneapolis is just like the, any basic metropolitan city, it's, you know, they have the clubs they have bars and shit like that, but as far as entertainment, not it's not great, just because half the year you can't do anything outside, and so your spaces usually have to be built indoors, and there's just not a lot of space anymore. So, 
I wouldn't say it's the destination of the century, but you know, it has decent shit. Um, so around here, we are a small city. Not many people live in Yonkson anymore, honestly. Um, used to be a lot more, but we're considered a small city. It's kind of weird because, like, um, we everyone here really wishes they would actually turn it into like a metro, like city thing, because we have. Youngstown, which is a main city, we have Warren, which is also a city. Well, in between those are just a bunch of suburbs. Um, where I grew up is in between there, a um, place called Niles. There's a, there's a bunch of different ones, right? Where I went to high school, which is different from where I grew up, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But, um, and neither one of them have, like, that many resources, but we really wish they went together they would have a lot more but people don't want to give up power and shit like that so they refuse to but so we kind of have two cities that we go to because like everywhere one from youngstown goes over to warren and everyone from warren goes over to here because everyone just considers it one area right um but we have some really cool stuff that you can do around here so there's bars there's not much actual clubbing um most of the clubs end up getting shot up so they end up closing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there's a lot of gun violence in the Youngstown. Uh, but so there's not too many actual clubs. I don't know why, but people tend to shoot up the clubs. Um, bars, they don't do as much. There are quite a few bars downtown. Um, our downtown has been being revitalized like a lot by our university, which is awesome. There's a lot more restaurants down there from when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, when we would go downtown, uh, we would only go downtown to go to, there's a theater there. It's actually, um, I think it's called the Dior. I think it's from the Warner Brothers. I think they're from Youngstown. Um, but so they'll do like plays and stuff. So you can do, you can always go to a play. Um, we used to have the Russian Nutcracker there every year for the, um, for Christmas, which was always amazing to go see. Um, there's a lot of parks here. So we actually have somewhere that's called Mill Creek Park, which is actually the um, U.S.'s largest metropolitan park. It actually goes through like um, four of the different suburbs here and Youngstown. So you can actually just drive to the park to get to the different suburbs for shopping and stuff like that, which is really cool. There's a lot of shopping around here, too. Um, mostly just, like, retail stores, so it's not a lot of, like, mom-and-pop stuff. And then bowling and, like, movies, stuff like that. There's not a lot of stuff here for, like, kids to do, though, I will say. And there's not... We have um two art museums, three art museums that are nice, but... uh. They have, like, really weird hours, so not many people honestly go to them unless they're on campus, because for some reason they're all on my college campus. But yeah, it's mostly just going to bars. Not a lot for kids to do. Mostly kids will, like, go bowling. Um, I know Alpha, who we have had on this show, he lives in um, PA, and I know for some reason PA kids uh, always tend to go to... Um, somewhere called Sheets, which is a gas station to hang out, and that's just like where they hang out. It's really weird. 
There's literally nothing, I guess, better to do in PA than go to a gas station to hang out. Given we have them here, they have really good. Their food's fucking amazing, but still. I only say that because I'm like 20 minutes from PA, actually, from the PA border. We're like right on the border of PA and Ohio. But yeah, not honestly too, too much to do unless you want to go to a park for the most part. Our parks are awesome, but yeah, that's pretty much all. Damn. Um. Sorry, hold on. Okay. Um. What is the? I don't know how to explain it, but like. The food from your guys' area. Like, what is the culture on that? Because down here, um, we, it's like the Hispanic hub <laughs> of the country, along with like Texas and California, but South Florida has like a whole bunch of different Hispanic cultures, obviously. And you see a lot of like, what we call fritangas, or it's like a like a takeout place of a specific nationality. Like, for example, mine, the one that I always go to is a Nicaraguan uh, fritanga, and obviously they're going to have food from Nicaragua, but there's also like Argentinian, there's Cuban, um, Salvadoran places. There's like a lot of different cultures down here, but it's mainly Hispanic food that we have down here. We have a lot of mixed cultures just because of our, um, after the Vietnam War, a lot of Hmong uh, culture people came over and they started settling in North Minneapolis. Um, same with uh, people from Somalia. And so we have a lot of like, it's kind of weird because it's a lot like fusion cuisine. So you, you get a lot of um, multi-ethnic restaurants and whatnot, and they have amazing food. I mean, that's probably why it impacts, you know, our Minnesota State Fair so much is that uh, we have so many cultures offering these different ideas and identities for their food. And so it, it just makes the experience way better. Um, but we always still have those mid restaurants. So, I mean, it's, it's give and take, give and take. So, of course, like, we have the chain restaurants, whatever. Um, we have a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of Italian restaurants. Mm. Um, Italian restaurants and home, like, that are actually owned by people from, like, that came from Italy. They're, like, you know, family-owned, stuff like that. We have a lot of mm -hmm. family-owned pizza shops as well, actually. And they're all amazing. So when y'all are just, like... Like, our friend, um, Claire had, uh, once said that he likes CeCe's pizza, and I told him that he has to come here and see what pizza actually is, because that is not actual pizza, it is cardboard. Um, we have some of the best pizza you can get. I know people who live, like, who kind of, like, leave and, like, go wherever in the country, and the first thing that most of them do when they get back to Youngstown 
is a get a hot dog from this place called jib jab which is an amazing hot dog shop and b they get a slice of pizza because they all say that like nothing is like what you have in youngstown um we actually have our own type of pizza that's called like a briar hill pizza which like all the shops around here sell but you can't get anywhere else the name actually came from um a street that's in youngstown and all the mill workers um they wouldn't make too much money a lot of them were italians um that lived in um the area of briar hill so they would grow all their own food and stuff like that for the most part so they would grow mostly like peppers and tomatoes and the cheapest like kind of cheese that they were able to buy was like parmesan so they made mm -hmm. this um, pizza that like all the shops sell around here now that's just like dough and then you have like the sauce you do um peppers on it and then you have instead of like your normal cheese you actually have the um like sprinkle parmesan cheese it's apparently really good i'm not that big into peppers but like everyone loves it sometimes people will do it like pepperoni and stuff like that too but um we actually have a contest around here every um year it's like one of the big things that youngstown does for festivals it that's one thing we do do for entertainment we do like a festival here but uh one of the festivals that we do is actually like a pizza contest and like a bunch of people go and they vote like best pizza by people's choice and all that stuff you get to just go and eat a bunch of free pizza it's great um but it's a little weird here so it really depends on where you go um because when all these different like nationalities were moving over here um and they ended up going into suburbs a lot of them went into like their own towns so like if you want like really good italian you're either gonna go to like youngstown or you're gonna go to gerard and then if you want like authentic greek you're gonna go up to camel and then like if you want um irish food you're gonna go to austin town which is where i currently live so it like depends but um we mostly have a lot of like italian irish um we have some greek we actually just got a puerto rican restaurant that's supposed to be like really really good i haven't tried it yet though but um mm -hmm. we have a lot of just like little mom and pop restaurants like a ridiculous amount most people really don't eat at chains too too much here because there's just so many amazing like local restaurants one thing midwesterns love to do is feed people so i think that also might be part of it but so um i have one question what about your guys's like schools so for example i went to school in what is in a village um i had 50 people in my graduating class so i obviously very very small school um it was also extremely um not very what do i want to say um diverse we had like one hispanic kid and one um african-american kid that graduated from my class and everyone else was just white <coughs> as well as uh -huh. i was the only like lgbt well no there's two lgbt no they weren't out yet yeah, at the time, I was the only person who was out as being, like, LGBTQ in my whole class. So, it like, I always 
I can never imagine like you guys because like I know you guys saw me I, I at least I think guy went to like a bigger high school and I can't fathom going to a high school where you literally do not know everyone in your grade everyone in the grade below you everyone in the grade below above you everyone in two grades above you like in McDonald you knew everyone and you knew everyone's business too because it was literally just so small couldn't make enemies or anything like that because if you did you weren't gonna have any friends because everyone had to be mm -hmm. friends with everyone at that point when you know there's 50 kids in your class so what about your guys' schools um see me it was oh, how much was it it was less than 110 in my graduating class my school was a 6 to 12 academy and it only had like 900 people by the time I left. Like less than 900, I think. So it really didn't have too many people being 6 or 12. And my graduating class was 100-ish, around that number. And... Mm, I knew I knew everyone in my grade I know all of them I just never really spoke to them um you could have enemies <laughs> because it was like large enough to where people would know People, it was small enough to where everyone knew what was going on but you would have friends still so we had that little Christian space I, I would get along with everyone um, maybe a few people I had issues with, but that was because I had issues with my friends and I really didn't like what they did. But, um, yeah, my school was fairly small, given that it was a school in Miami, because I've heard, um, in some of the schools in Hialeah, they were around, like, 5,000 kids going to that school. I could not imagine 5,000 when my school didn't even have 1,000. Yeah. Um, I think my K-12 had, like, maybe, like, six, 700. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't relate, because my graduating class was 500, and our total high school class size was 2,200 when I left. No. There, like, there were a lot of clicks, just because you couldn't, obviously you couldn't know everybody. You kind of knew who people were in your class, because drama passed so quickly. It was like wildfire. But, mm -hmm. man, if you weren't part of a clique or something, you were going to die, because it was so hard to get into friend groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ours was really weird, because, like, all the cliques, like, hung out, because, like I said, it was so small that it's like you kind of couldn't not hang out. Like, the nerds would hang out with, like, the jocks and stuff like that. We were all, like, pretty much, for the most part, we were fine with each other. There were some people who were, like, really big homophobes. And being in high school, for the most part, they didn't say anything. Um, we did have one instance where someone in, like, two grades above me was going to go to prom with her girlfriend. And, like, the one guy threatened them. He was like, we're going to beat the living shit out of you if you guys do that. Um, 
But that's really the only thing I can... And sometimes people would get into, like, fights and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was pretty chill, surprisingly. It was a very, very, uh... What do I want to say? Set in, like, the 1950s school, though. With their rules and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Like, you couldn't have a beard. No facial hair. For guys. At all. Had to be completely clean shaven. If you were not, if you had just a little bit, you would have to go down to the principal's office and shave. Um, what? Yeah. Like, my brother's one friend, he would literally grow, like, a shadow by lunchtime. So he would have to go home and shave. That's another thing. We actually didn't have lunches, like, at school. Like, we didn't have cafeteria. Everyone went home for lunch. They did not serve, what? like, any kind of, like, food for lunch. That seems so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Every Because, so, where it was, it was a village. It was literally exactly one square mile. And the school was in the middle. So, like, you would either go home for lunch, you would, like, go to the pizza shop that was there. Surprising, I know, pizza. Um, that's the only, that was the only, uh, restaurant in the whole village was a pizza shop. Um, still, well, there's also Dairy Queen, technically, but that's closed most of the year. Um, or we had the commons where you could take, like, your lunchbox and go down and you could eat. And they had mm -hmm. some vending machines, but we didn't have, like, any, like, actual served food. I do think they changed that. I do think they're actually serving lunch now since I left. But for a lot, like, forever, they weren't doing that. Because they were still stuck in the idea of, like, the mill town, because that's what it is. It was a mill town. Um, McDonald's Steel Mill was basically how all of the houses, for the most part, got built. Except for some got built under the GI Bill for returning veterans. But 90% of the houses there were all built to house the mill workers. And how that would work was basically um, at 11.30... The mill workers would go home, see their wife, get lunch from mm -hmm. her. The kids would go home to their houses and eat lunch at 1130. And mom would serve everyone. And then the um, in 40 minutes, the workers would walk back up to the mill. The kids would walk back up to the school. That's so like... they just kept that. I, like, that's so hard to imagine because... Here we have our school basically covers five cities, so you mm -hmm. you get a lot of people that are in suburbs that are like right next to the school. I think a lot of our kids are just <clears throat> like right next to the school, but you get a lot that are like ten miles out, some some all the way up in Hugo and whatnot, which is like very far. Um, and you can kind of tell the difference in that is that. Here we had so strict of rules in the school. Like you couldn't do, you couldn't leave the school at any period. You couldn't change. We had two lunchrooms because it was two separate buildings, so you couldn't switch between lunchrooms. You were locked into that lunchroom the entire time based on where your classes were. If your classes was in the red building, you could only have lunch in the red building because it would take too long to get to the other lunchroom. Mm -hmm. And just the in general, the culture was very separated because we didn't have a lot of uh people of different ethnic backgrounds but we had a lot of people of different like living backgrounds so we had a lot of poor kids we had a lot of kids that were living in rural areas we had a girl that would come to school on a horse every day what the heck? 
in a suburb that's kind of odd because you know but it, it was a thing you could do yeah um and it, also the high school did not get busing you walked at all nope no busing for the high school at all at that all. sounds like torture you had what? to walk you had to walk or you had to take your car but if you took your car there wasn't any parking for it so you'd have to park at the slot that was like four or five blocks away and then walk <laughs> so what the point's like just Jesus walk from your house um but so we had a lot of kids who were open enrollment so they were technically under a different um school area but they would go to they would um basically go to mcdonald instead you had to have like specific grades to be able to do it um and your home school would actually pay to like send you there um it, it was weird they only allow like so many kids to do it though because they want to keep their class sizes small but a lot of we would end up having actually quite a bit of kids from youngstown because youngstown city schools um are not great a lot of like violence and stuff like that in them so a lot of people would try and like send their kids to McDonald instead. I was open enrollment, actually me and all my brothers, because we didn't live in McDonald. We lived one city away. But um, my oldest brother had some issues with some kids in it. So my parents were like, mm, nope, we're pulling them. We're sending them all to McDonald instead. Cause that's where my dad went and my grandpa and my great grandpa and my great grandmother, actually. She did like the, she was one of the first classes to graduate from McDonald, which is kind of cool, but. Yeah, so we did have kids who were, like, from out of the area, but you would have to, like, get your parent drive you to drive you, or you'd have to drive yourself, basically. That was your only way to get to school. Even if there were, like, for the elementary, there were buses. They have two buses for the elementary, that's all. Um, so they didn't go out of, this, out of the village, though. So you would, if you had a kid in elementary and you were open enrollment, you would have to drive them there. How close were your elementary school and high school? They were right down. They were literally all on the same block. So we have our high school, and then there's a football stadium, and then there's the ele- then there's a parking lot for the football stadium, and the teachers from the high school and elementary school would park there, and then there's the elementary school. It was all one thing. We had our elementary school because we have actually we have six elementary schools that feed into this district, but. The one for the main school was attached to the high school, but our middle school was in another city over. So if you moved from our elementary school to middle school, you had to get bused, even if you were right next to the main district. And then you'd come back in high school, which felt, you know, really confusing. But it was a nice middle school. It was built in the like, late 90s. Mm. If you were in um, fourth or sixth grade, you could walk to the elementary. But other than that, you had to get bused. They did do that. So, like, because they don't want, like, third graders walking. Second, third graders, you know. What? Um, you so, fourth or sixth grade, you could get bused. Or you could you could walk. And it was, it was actually kind of cool because they'll have sixth graders um, who stand on, like, the corners of the school to, like, be crossing guards. To help like kids get across and stuff like that, which is kind of nice. But yeah, only uh, two buses. They only went to the elementary. No buses for the high schoolers. 
You had to walk. That's what happens when you live in a very, very small area. Well, I guess there are some trade-offs, right? If you have a smaller school, obviously you're going to get, you know, different accommodations. Yeah. A lot less problems than bigger schools. Like, we had, I think the whole time I went there, and I went there from fourth grade until I graduated, we had two fights only. One of the fights was kind of intense. The fucking, the, our, um, and our gym teacher started to come out, because we would all stand outside the, outside the school, basically, until, like, the bell rang so we could go inside. And these two girls started fighting before school started. And, well, the gym teacher came out to see what was going on, so he started to open the door. The one chick pulled, grabbed the other one's hair, and used that door opening, swung the girl's face into the door that was opening. Oh my god. <laughs> that was, like, one of the only fights that, like, happened while I was there. There was, like, I think one other, and I didn't think it happened on school property, if I remember we, right, so. I, we used to have a Twitter for high schools in the metro and obviously some of them like were fake but a lot of the tweets that were put on there were anonymous and they were corroborated by people in the comments so you would see some you would see some freaky shit in that in that twitter i mean i don't know like did you guys have that kind of culture where it was just kids would do stupid stuff at your high school and just feel free to use social media for that kind of purpose? Wait, what do you mean by that? So, like, any secret that was told in the high schools were put on that Twitter. Like, if you did something nasty in gym, or if you, you know, said an insult to a teacher, anything was reported and always published. No. Um, we didn't have much of that going on in general. So... Dang. No harassment? No. You didn't want to harass people, because if you did, you weren't going to have friends. Even if it was anonymous. Like, they will find out who did it. Believe me so. They are good-ass investigators at that school, because they mm -hmm. got nothing better to do. They have that, and they have running, which is why everyone there know knows everyone's business, and why we always make it to state and are usually the champions in track and field, as well as cross-country. So yeah, no one, uh, people pretty much stayed away from doing shit like that. We had we had plenty of kids that did drama. Like we were saying before the show, there was a kid that may, like came out on Facebook, called like said he was gay, and then he got a letter that was saying like he shouldn't be alive, like he like a bunch of harassment stuff, and it got on the news. Little did we know that he actually like just wrote the letter himself and did it for attention, and we found out because his friend posted it on Facebook, like. Oh, yeah, he told me that he just faked it. He just wanted the attention. So, uh, I don't know. You see, even if people were trying to, like, harass people for that at my school, um, for ex the exclusion of that one um, story I had to told earlier that happened, but, like, when my brother came out, no one fucked with my brother. 
because they knew if they fucked with my brother, he was friends with like all of the football players somehow. My brother Kyle, the really gay, really flamboyant. Um, <laughs> I should, I actually, I should probably say his sibling because um, Kyle goes by they them instead of um he him. Uh, they're very, very one of the most flamboyant people I've ever met in my entire life, and that's saying something. Uh, no one, no one messed with Kyle because they knew if they did they would have the biggest guy on our football team after them, as well as one of our strongest guys on our football team after them. So, that's one of the weird things. Like, Kyle was a drama nerd, as well as a band nerd. But he also hang out, hung out with some of the best and coolest, like, kids that played football. Really weird dynamics at my school <laughs> when it came to clicks and stuff like that. But I think that covers all the things I wanted to with uh, cultures in our hometowns and stuff like that. Did you guys want to add anything or have any other questions? I think that was it too, honestly. I think we covered like the main things of like entertainment, food, uh, population. All right. Well. That is our show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you did, please subscribe to us, follow us, like us wherever you are listening. It helps us find, get new listeners, stuff like that, grow our audience, as well as it will help you know when we post our next podcast. Um, we do have a quick note, and we keep meaning to say this, but we keep forgetting. Uh, whenever there's like a major holiday, like Easter, Christmas, um, 4th of July, Mother's Day, Father's Day, stuff like that. Uh, we will not be posting podcasts that week, so we have time with our families. Yeah. Um, me and Guy are both extremely like close with our families and very, very family-oriented, so we usually like to take that time to hang out with them and do stuff with them. Um, mm-hmm. And Guy, what's going to be our show next tomorrow? Next time. Not tomorrow. Next time. Um... It's relating to what has happened recently with the elementary school students, but I wanted to talk about, like, our own experience because I live, like, 30-ish minutes away from, um, Star Michelle, yes, sorry. I live, yeah, I live, like, 30 minutes away from that, and having such a like close proximity tragedy was obviously shocking but it it like traumatized us and yeah ever since then I was constantly like oh my god like I have to I would always look at like my exits and it was something not fun and something that students shouldn't go through so, yeah, I want to talk about that and experience. I don't know if you guys do this, but I actually live an hour away from um, Chardon, which had a big shooting. Um, I don't remember when, but yeah, um, and some other stuff. But we'll get into that next week. Hope you guys enjoyed. 
enjoy your week and come back and listen to us next Sunday.